0: This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. They're no longer sitting there with a pen and paper.
1: Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Welcome to another episode of the Education Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Skurhawk. Today, we're discussing how to boost teacher morale in this challenging time. Of course, I don't have to tell you that COVID-19 is absolutely sinking teacher morale right now. That's why I'm so pleased to have Dr. Andra Penny, Principal at Cottonwood Creek Elementary in Capelle, to join me here to discuss strategies for boosting teacher morale and motivation during COVID-19 and its aftermath. Andrea, welcome.
0: Thank you, I'm so excited to be here.
1: Well, it's an important topic today, and I think it's something that a lot of uh, administration is, is facing right now. So, you know, there were surveys by the EdWeek Research Center that, you know, have documented this steady decline in teacher morale. Uh, for example, there was a March 25th survey, and that was just a week or two after spring break when many estates went into to lockdown. Uh, they reported that 63% of teachers feel it, were feeling lower morale than before the pandemic pandemic. Then a month later, in April, 72% of teachers said their morale was worse than before. I mean, that's that's three-fourths of all teachers surveyed said they're feeling demoralized this year versus any other year before. I, I don't want to rehash the problem without offering solutions, but I'd love it, Andrew, if, if you'd just be comfortable enough to event for us just a little bit and and share kind of what you're experiencing and what you're seeing and
0: share just how teachers and administrators are feeling right now. Well, I would say this survey is spot on. Uh, I would Hazard, I guess, that those numbers, those percentages have definitely gone up uh-huh. since that survey, uh, for several reasons. First of all, none of us expected this to last as long as it has, and it, it has. Um, I think too, uh, just, there's just, teaching is a tough job it anyway, is. and then this extra layer of, uh, responsibility. I think there's also, a fear with the teachers too that, you know, they have families at home. They, they are uh, worried about their health. They're worried about their children. They're worried about their own children, their own families. So I think there's just a layer of extra uh, concern right now. And I, I could certainly agree with that survey, but, but guess that those numbers are higher now. Exactly. I mean, the, you know, the last, the last
1: numbers that I found were in April and, and gosh, we're going into just, De- we're in December. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The, Length and the toll that uh, this pandemic has has taken. So, I, I want to kind of enumerate some of those challenges so we can address specific strategies for them. Okay. So, so first, you know, teachers are having to juggle both synchronous and asynchronous learners often at the, the same time, and do so with remote learning technologies that they that it might be very new to them. On previous episodes, we have discussed, the um, previous episodes before COVID, we discussed how to make teachers more, you know, comfortable with education technology. But that approach was, you know, very slow and steady and, and, you know, without pressure to implement this technology all of a sudden or abruptly. Enter March 2020, and suddenly schools are having to deploy this distance learning technology for everybody ASAP. So. What are some ways to offer teachers the technology training or guidance that really makes them feel comfortable and supported and even motivated to implement additional tech tools into their classrooms? Or is that even reasonable to ask? Is it is it mostly a survival mode right now?
0: Probably the survival mode. But, uh, you know, I, I look back and I think our teachers, for the most part, are past the Learning of the technology that's needed. I think uh-huh. they did that. They were forced to do that pretty quickly. So I, I think that most of them are pretty much pretty savvy when it comes to being able to reach the kids through the Zooms or whatever platform they're using. Uh, sadly, some of the technology, as you know, is really out of their hands. I mean, we have drop calls, drop Zooms, uh, families uh, that don't even have hotspots or they don't have technology in their homes. So, you know, a lot of it is out of the teacher's hands. And when the children are in the classroom, we have a little bit more control. When we don't, when they're not there, we, we really don't have a lot of control. And so I think that's, that's really difficult for the teachers. And I think too, when teachers, they got into this business to touch and, and really make a difference. And I don't know if they see that so much uh, through uh, Zooms or mm-hmm. technology, they, they just don't have that. Plus, truthfully we're we're touchy feely hugs yeah. uh we look at the facial expressions and i have to laugh because I- Some of my children I don't recognize, and I've been in this building for 25 years. I don't recognize them because I'm only seeing the eyes, yeah, and I have not seen their whole face since March. So, you know, some of my returning learners, I have to really look at them and go, okay, now, who are you? Because they have changed so much, and yet I don't get to see them. Uh, I think, too, sometimes we just need to ask the teachers what can we do for you? And that's hard because it scares us on what they might say. Uh, <laughs> because we're thinking, because as principals and administrators, we want to do whatever we, my, my main job is to uh, help the teachers be the best teachers and educators they can be, whatever that is, whether that's time, materials, uh, support, whatever it is. So I think we have to ask, what do the teachers need? And what I'm hearing right now is they need, they need time to plan. They need time to kind of gather their thoughts. They need time. Well, that's probably the most difficult thing to give them right now. Uh-huh. So we're just looking for little pockets of things to do. Uh Maybe, you know, I can do lunch duty. That That's easy. I can do uh, recess. So if that gives them time to take a breather, uh, then so be it. One thing that we've done in our building for the past two weeks, because this is our week before the holidays begin, is that I just sent out an email that is said, because we are uh, virtual and uh, in person or face-to-face. Uh-huh. So we have both. And But our teachers have to be on campus, whether they're virtual or they're um, face-to-face, they have to be on campus. So I sent out an email at the very beginning of uh, last week, and I said two things. First of all, all after-school meetings done, canceled, and they resume uh, anyway. So uh, I said, they're done. We're not going to do that. And I want every teacher to leave as soon as the children leave. You need to go home, uh, be with your family, do some holiday shopping or stop by Starbucks or whatever is going to make you happy and uh, give you a little breather. I think we sometimes forget that some of these teachers go straight from school where they have children and they go home to children and they don't get any break. They don't get a time just to drive around in their car and listen to holiday music if that makes them happy. Um, But it has made a total difference because I just listened to the teachers. And they said, we just need time. And I said, well, I can't carve it out during the day because we are uh, covering classes. We have teachers out uh-huh. uh, for various reasons. We don't can't get subs. So the least I can do is either cover lunch or recess uh, with my administrative team, which is an AP and me, uh, and give them that, that gift of time in the afternoon. And it has been Amazing, amazing. So I think if you ask them, they would say, "Oh, that that was really, really special." That's a great point. That you know, there's there's the things that uh, the
1: extra the extra duties that teachers have that uh, that if you can fill in and take those like recess and, and lunch duty, uh, maybe you know that's that's the breather that they need, and that's uh, that's a great, uh, very uh, actionable tip that administrators can uh, can take to heart and and. At least help give those teachers that that few minutes, you know, but, you know, between the in-class learners, the online learners, the you know, all of the the stresses and and pushes and pulls that teachers have. Another thing,
0: Shelby, that that we have seen is that we try to keep our parents very informed as to what's going on, uh, so their expectations are still high, but they need to know that. You know, maybe we're, we're out eight teachers in this building and there are no subs. So we're combining classes and trying to show social distance and, uh, trying to keep all those safety pre- precautions in place. And we're just covering classes and doing the, we're juggling a lot. Yeah. And I know a lot of my peers are doing the same thing. Uh, and we hate to ask teachers that are in the building to take on something else, uh-huh. but sometimes they're, there's no other way. So several times in the past two weeks, I've had to send an email out that says, you know, if you have an extra 30 minutes or you can help us in this class or you can do this, just let me know. And this is the truth. We've had to turn the teachers away. We've had that many wow. that showed up to help their peers. And it could be something from a fifth grade going down to kindergarten or the librarian going into music. It's not uh, their specialty area. We've had sure. to laugh. Uh, but you know, we honestly have had to turn them away. We had too many show up to take these extra duties to help these teachers out. So, you know, as a principal, that just warms my heart because we don't ask these, we don't like to ask them to do extra things. But I think they realize too, that when I send out an email like that, that like, Andrew's desperate. What what are we going to do? And I've talked to several peers this week basically about this same thing, and they have told the same story. They sent an email out that said, hey, we, we just need a little help here and there. And they've had to turn the teachers away. And that is just heartwarming to us. Not surprising. I want to say that real quickly. It's not surprising because we have amazing, amazing people working with us. But, you know, that they're willing to give up a few minutes or maybe it's their conference time or their planning time. And they realize that the school, our school needs them more than than that right now.
1: It makes me think of um, a little bit of a It's a bad analogy, but a little bit of a trench mentality that, you know, we're all in this together. We, you know, we're, we're all under stress. We all have a lot going on, but because we're in the trenches together, we are connected. We're a family. And so you are, you're more willing to to sacrifice yourself a little bit to help another uh, just because you know that you know together you're a cohesive unit and if one of you falls you know it's you guys that need to pick each other up and so uh, you know do you feel like that
0: is kind of the 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 mantra maybe uh, unknowingly oh absolutely and i think that's it's always there but i think when you get in tough times you see it even more so, uh, I think too, they also know it could be them the next day. It could be them tomorrow. Uh, and I don't think that's why they do it. I don't mean it that way. But I know that they would have a comfort knowing it's going to be taken care of. Yes. If I'm not here, it's going to be taken care of. And for a teacher, that's huge because they worry about things like that. Like, what are my kids going to do? What's going to happen when I'm not here? Who's going to do that? What's going to happen? And, you know, when you're really, really sick and some of our teachers have been very ill, you can't write lesson plans. Yeah. You don't know. And, you know, we want to take that off their place and say, you know what? We can handle this. We we can do do this it may not be what you plan but we're going to handle it and in school it's going to go on and you know we've seen a huge flexibility with our kids they just roll with yeah. it they'll go oh it's my teacher from last year right, you know right so they just roll with it and we, we try to be very honest with them and say hey uh, you know Dr Penis's gonna be in the lunchroom today they go woohoo you know or whatever uh, but being honest with them and saying we need your help too boys and girls and they're great they really have helped us a lot Well, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, you know,
1: this, this worry, you know, teachers are feeling tremendous weight on their shoulders, you know, worrying, worrying whether their students are are learning, um, seeking ways to to keep students uh, engaged that that you know, when you're on a screen, like you said, you're only seeing their face or their eyes. You can't really, you know, grasp whether or not they're truly engaged. And and I'm sure, you know, teachers struggling to feel that they're truly effective in their their, you know, beloved profession. So what do you say to a teacher who comes to you worried that his or her students are falling behind? And what should administration convey in their messaging to faculty?
0: Well, several things. First of all, I, I think we as a staff decided really years ago that the social emotional health of our children is, is the, is a priority. And, uh, you know, it's very clear that children can't learn if they don't feel safe or they're worried or they're anxious. So we focus a lot on the social emotional well being of our children. And I think that has been huge. And I think when you go back to what is important Right now, for us, it's the social emotional health of our children, okay. and uh, we have to do different things to make sure that they're safe. We have a daily check in with our children on uh, virtually and face to face, so we know within oh a minute to two minutes if the children, uh, what their children are feeling. Are they safe? Are they uh, scared? Are they anxious? And so we've tried to take the academic worry off right now and really focus on the social emotional well-being and that's huge for us and I think that we have to model that as teachers and I have to model it as an administrator that yes of course the main reason we have a school is for children to learn academically but we have to also ensure that they're um, feeling ready to learn and safe to learn and that has to take a priority right now especially with all the things that are going on and we don't know a lot of of what's happening at the families with the families, who's uh-huh. lost their job, who's sick, yeah. who's actually lost a, a relative or a loved one. Sometimes we don't know that. And so uh just to be there, again, I use the word listen, uh, but just listen to the learners. Uh, we the particular tool that we use to for our children to check in, I get alerts, and so does the counselor if a child um registers or something alarming, so we can immediately either call the parent if the child is virtual or go and talk to them one-on-one here in the building. So we try to really keep tabs on that because I think that is super, super important. And is that something that the teacher kind of, you know, they, they write a report
1: basically or they do something, uh, yeah, you're saying like that kind of triggers that report so it goes to the counselor and the, and the principal.
0: Right. And the teachers also get an alert. So it's it's pretty immediate. So yeah. that was another thing. You know, we didn't want to wait to the end of the day or next week to, to find out, oh, yikes, you know, Shelby uh, was really sad because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's immediate. It is immediate. And the boys and girls do it first thing in the morning. So we get a pretty good read on it. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just a morning thing and they're past it in an hour. Uh-huh. Uh, but other things, you know, we've, we've learned a lot from our kids where our school is about 450, 500 kids. And right now we have about 250 that are face to face and the others are virtual. So we felt like it was important also to include those virtual learners in this check-in. Yep. So they all check in every morning uh, with us. So we know exactly how they're coming to school and are they ready to learn? And it re- it's it been eye opening for us. I'm so glad, Andra, that you you mentioned the emotional part of it because
1: it seems like at the at the end of last school year, uh, there were a lot of reminders that, you know, okay, don't worry if if it feels like your student is falling a little bit behind or if they're not getting the normal workload that they normally would, because right now it's important just to, Make your your students and your children feel comfortable. Make sure that they are okay in this because this is unprecedented. But it feels like, at least to me, that as time has gone on, we don't hear that conversation as much. And and now it's more about, you know, you know, because yes, there are, there is a UN report saying that this is big, the biggest disruption in education history, that if we're not, uh, if we don't take action to correct it, that, you know, we may be, it may take a generation to, uh, to catch up from this. Yes, that's vitally important. But also, that report was geared towards, uh, you know, using technology to be able to, to, bridge that gap. but from the teacher's standpoint, and as a reminder to parents, the kids are what's important here. And so, yes, you know, maybe they're falling behind on their multiplication tables or or you know that sort of thing. But again, making sure that they're okay again because it's become the new normal, but it doesn't mean that they're okay necessarily. you know, they may, they may have some some real
0: worries about this stuff. And so I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's that bears repeating. I don't know if this is the right time to interject this, but uh, I think to uh, listening. And I've, I've mentioned that several times, listening to the teachers, listening to the the, the boys and girls, the, uh, the learners. But also we use a lot of humor in this building. And, you know, because this is. Magical time for children, regardless of what they celebrate or what they uh, do during this particular winter holiday. Uh Um, It is a magical time for children. And we had a a staff discussion about a month ago, and we said, All right, what are we going to do to kind of bring some of that magic back? What are we going to do to do fun things? And because we have to laugh we have to keep that sense of humor and that also goes for the teachers so you know my my job as and the the assistant principal's job is to interject some humor and positivity whenever we can and i think that goes with the learners and i'm just going to give you a concrete example and um like i said i've been the principal in this building for since it opened and it's it will be 25 years next year which is an anomaly i'm telling you right now i'm much too young (laughs) to be doing this but Yes. Anyway, one of the rules in this building since day one has been no gum chewing. We do not chew gum at school, period, uh, because guess who always stepped in it? It was always under the desk and, or the tables, yes. you know, blah, blah, blah. So you can ask any child that has gone through Cottonwood Creek Elementary and they'll say, Ooh, Dr. Penny said no gum chewing. Absolutely not. Today. We have an in-house uh, TV show every morning that we start the school day with. So uh, they see me and the uh, a counselor and the assistant principal every morning going over the birthdays, uh-huh. what's happening in the building, blah, blah, blah. Well, today I had a huge, big bucket of double bubble gum, bubble gum. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to tell you right now, this is never in the history of this school happened. Never in the history. I said, today we are going to chew gum and so <laughs> oh my god you you could hear the screams in the hallway, yes, and we we're pretty much in a soundproof room. Uh, so, uh, the assistant principal and I donned our little gloves and we went room to room and we gave every kid in this building a piece of bubble gum. And it was oh, wow. adorable because when we entered, they went, never in the history. And we went, never in the history of this school. So, we went <laughs> over the rules you know, please don't. When you're finished with it, you have to put it in the trash and you have to wash your hands and yes. use hand sanitizer if you've touched the gum and you cannot take your mask off and, you know, all of those kind of things. But I know that sounds kind of hokey, and it cost me all of like... No, it's fantastic. $9.50, whatever one of those big tubs cost. But yep. what it did for these children today... You can't. You can't even describe it. They were so happy to chew a piece of gum, and I think part of it is they they know they think they're breaking a rule here, but um, right, you know. And I'm we have uh, some of our college students, truthfully, that watch our morning show every day because they, it takes them back to when they were here. Oh, that's so I neat. can hear them now. What? She's letting them chew gum, and I know that. Why didn't we get to do that? Uh, people are going really. That's not a big deal. Well, it is in this building. They are allowed to chew gum. Today. And it's like, if that's all it takes, you know, we are there. So, you know, I think it's using having fun and letting the boys and girls have fun and the teachers have fun. And, and I'm gonna be honest, if you were to talk to me, you're gonna say, boy, she's got it all together. She is not worried about a thing. I am worried, like everybody else. Yeah, you know, this hangs on me every day, every night. Uh, And I know that uh, all the administrators that are listening to this, they're gonna say, Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, it it just weighs on us. But, you know, when I walk out to the hallway or I walk to the cafeteria, I I can't let that show. I just can't. I'm going to have to uh, fake it or whatever I need to do to make sure that my children and my learners in this building know that everything is great here. Everything's going to be fine. And just as importantly, the teachers. So we've dressed Uh up. I'm glad you can't see me right now because I have on a red lamé looking outfit is absolutely atrocious uh, with these gigantic (laughs) Santa Claus earrings and everything. But we've had different days this week dress up days for the teachers and they can earn uh, jingle bell points and then there's door prizes and all of that. And so the boys and girls have had so much fun just watching and guessing what the days are and just little teeny tiny things like that just letting them laugh and have fun. And we'll have door prizes. We've had door prizes drawings every day this week for the learners. And just in the middle of the day, they'll hear some holiday music and I'll draw a name from two or three names from all the kids in in the school and virtual. And we tell them if you're virtual and your name is drawn, I'm going to mail you your surprise, which I mailed some yesterday. So it's just, you know, interjecting those fun times. And it doesn't it can't just happen at the holidays. It happen, It has to happen all the time. And you have yeah. to be um, ready to borrow or steal ideas. And I'm going to give some major shout-outs. Uh, I'm a part of several... Uh, administrator principal facebook groups and they mm-hmm. are an invaluable tool so if you're listening to me and your well is dry and i say that a lot about myself sometimes that uh, you know we give so much and we give so much that sometimes our well is dry yeah i go to those websites or those facebook uh groups and i'm just wow wowed by all the creativity and i'll tell you right now i'm stealing your ideas are wonderful and i think that's what we do as as administrators we're always looking for something Fun and exciting to do for our teachers to give them back and to tell them how much we appreciate them, uh, because we do. We just appreciate them so, so very much. So, uh, food is a, a real big reward in this building. I don't know about any other schools. Yeah. I think it is by looking at my Facebook groups. But <laughs> you know, but again, we're on budgets. We're on pretty tight budgets. So, you know, trying to find those treats or surprises within our budget, and if you have a, a you know, a staff of a 100, that could get pretty pricey. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: I do have an amazing PTO, parent-teacher organization, so uh, they're always very supportive when I come up with some crazy idea. Uh, but, you know, I also know that a lot of the principals take these things out, take the money out of their pockets. We just do it. And yes. um, yep. I hate to hear that because, you know, we're not making the big bucks either. Even though I think the teachers think we are, we're really not. But, you know, it's worth it because happy teachers... Make happy kids, and that's what we're yeah. doing this for. And
1: that's the thing. I, I'm glad to hear
0: you say that. You know,
1: you're leading by example. You're putting on a brave face, and and you're you're leading teachers um, with positivity and and trying to model that for them. But you know, I think it's also important that they they know that you know, yes, you're feeling that weight too. And, uh, you know, to hear your empty well analogy, that's, that's exactly right. It's, but that's also part of the family then. So, you know, when you're part of a family, if your well is dry, then that's where somebody can come along and, you know, and and lend you some water and kind of give you that that life force to help you continue. And so sometimes you'll be more plentiful and you'll give some, and other times you'll be more depleted and others will, will give you some. Absolutely. And so
0: I, I love that idea. Absolutely. And, you know, it's almost like some of the teachers have been, uh, with me in this building for 20 years, 15 years. I think it's kind of obvious when may, maybe it's not as obvious, but they know me well enough to know, oops, she's tired. She, she needs a break or something. And they'll show up with a Starbucks or a, a little um, note. And that's another thing that doesn't cost anything but time. And, uh, yeah. you know, writing just a personal note to a teacher to thank them for, always coming prepared to an art or taking that extra duty or showing up when we needed you, that means so much to a teacher. And, you know, when you go into a classroom and they've got every note you ever wrote them on their bulletin board forever, that lets you know that's that really speaks volumes to them and that you noticed that you really noticed that that those people were coming to your rescue or helping out in the school. And just writing that little note means so much. Well, I'll tell you what.
1: I bet there's going to be a lot of students coming home and saying, "Guess what I, I got bet to do today?" Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet so too. I bet so too. Uh, and you know, another thing we're doing tomorrow, which is just cracking me up. We uh, this week we've had teachers share about childhood holiday memories and we have we have teachers from all over the world that are teaching in our building and we had one of our teachers who actually was born in the uh, in England in the United Kingdom and she told about when she was a little girl they would put their shoes outside and they would uh, people uh-huh. would put treats and things in the shoes so guess what the children are going to do tomorrow they're going to put their shoes out in the hallway and we're oh, going to funny. fill them with just candy and treats and things like that, which they will think they'll never forget that. You know, they will never, ever forget that. And I'm thinking, okay, how easy is that? Uh, You know, and to identify with someone from another country and their traditions and how amazing. So uh, they're going to put their little shoes out in the hallway and we're going to fill it with just treats. Oh, it's going to be adorable. I can't wait. I cannot wait. They're going to absolutely flip out. And we have kindergarten through fifth grade. I think our fifth graders are going to be all about this. Yes, because they got
1: bigger shoes. They get more treats, right? (laughs) I'm not going to
0: tell them that might bring two or three pairs. So. Uh, Just to put their shoes out. And, you know, to hear her tell about that, I was sitting here listening to her uh, tell about that tradition. And I thought, wait a minute, how easy is that? We'll just have them put their little shoes out in the hall and we'll fill it with candy. And and we're not talking a lot of candy, but, you know, two or three pieces. But it's just the the gesture, I think. And then, you know, what? how affirming is that to that teacher? She's Uh brand new to our uh, district, brand new at our school. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, because we're going to reference that tomorrow when we tell the boys and girls, put your shoes out in the hallway. Uh, But I thought, you know what? That's just a little tiny affirmation to her. Yes. That. We, it's so welcome. It is. And we heard you and we love that tradition and we're going to use it. So I thought, you know, it's yeah. just little teeny tiny things like that, that go so far, uh, with not only the, uh, the, the, the learners, but with the, the teachers too. Well,
1: I have loved talking to you, Andra. Uh, I think we could, uh, we could, chat about more ideas for uh, for a good another 30 minutes, but uh, I should probably let you go. I know you've got a lot of eager boys and girls that are ready to see Dr. P out in the lunchroom and such. Well, this has
0: been a joy. I will tell you right now, I try to be kind of creative, but for the most part, I just look around and see what other people are doing and go, Oh, that was cute. I think I'm going to do that. Or, Oh, that worked for that staff. I'm going to do it for the, uh, but you know what? It gives me a lot of joy too. Uh, it really fills my bucket when, I see the teachers so happy or the boys and girls so happy. That's what it's all about. And I know that my children are learning. I know that our virtual children are doing the best they can and their parents are working so, so hard to support them. They weren't called to do this at all. This this was not in their job description as a parent. Uh, But they have rallied. They've done an amazing, amazing job. And, you know, yes, our children are learning academically. There is no doubt about it. But, they're also happy they feel safe, they feel loved. And that right now is is what is so important to all of us right now. And I think I speak on behalf of every teacher in the world, every principal that could be listening to this. Right now, that is what is important. And so whatever we can do to, to keep that going is our joy and our blessing to do. Uh, but I thank you for inviting me and I would be just happy to visit with anyone. Please contact me if you are listening and you have a question you want to share a fab idea i'm so open Uh, but thank you so much shelby for inviting me thank you and thank you listeners for tuning in to this episode
1: of the education technology podcast until next time i'm shelby Skirhawk.